got to be honest, I think that a lot of the time they don't seem to like you. There's a lot of hard work and there'll be, it's blood, sweat and tears. I don't know, you know, if I suddenly get a guitar out, is, is it believable? 23. Well, that's really shit. This is Your Welcome America presents Totally Scott Lee, episode four. I'm Ben. I'm Fraser. Fraser like Razor. And for the next four weeks, we're recapping and reliving the MTV UK classic reality show, Totally Scott Lee. And you can watch along with us because the episodes are still on YouTube. Still, still, thank <laughs> goodness. Okay, once again, for the uninitiated, we need to tell you what the show is. Totally Scott Lee follows Lisa Scott Lee from Pop Supergroup Steps. As she tries to forge a solo career, along for the ride of her family, the other Scott Lees, manager Nath, and of Sexy. course, Michelle Heaton. <laughs> what happened in episode four, Fraser? Quick overview, please. Well, episode four was really the engagement heard around the world, or just heard around kind of one little segment of uh, the UK, um, and Michelle Heaton's birthday party. Oh, it's all mm. gone. Let's do it. Okay, I have a bit of news before we properly, properly get into it. Okay. Sexy Nath has liked our tweet. Wow. So I tweeted at him saying, Hey Nathan, we're enjoying you as we rewatch Totally Scott Lee in our podcast. You've even earned a nickname, Sexy Nath, and he's liked it. Oh, wow. <laughs> Big news. Shall I reply and try and ask him if he wants to come on the show? Okay, let's just do it right now. Yeah. I'm uh, <laughs> just doing it live over to the Twitter <laughs> hub. Twitter, the Twit hub. Fancy coming on the show to discuss totally Scott Lee and we'll cut this if he doesn't answer <laughs> will we no probably not <laughs> that's officially been sent from the twitter corner of your welcome america studio lovely if you want to tweet us do give us a shout our handle is your welcome usa i think we're up to 32 followers now oh wow yeah we've I really mean, blown up that <laughs> oh sorry 34 oh wow yeah um and of course do give us a shout on instagram as well you're welcome america you will also be getting regular your welcome america episodes every other week we've got a nice one up at the moment haven't we we do pixie lot and salt lake city i mean two peas in a pod <laughs> and uh, good luck getting the song kiss the stars out of your head after listening to our latest episode because we haven't <laughs> right okay <laughs> i mean i just i accidentally saw the beginning of your notes and just saw that the first scene is lisa and andy on the blower <laughs> <laughs> scene number one now this is a scene it's not a scene i think this is a scene yeah so lisa and andy hot off the news that well not really the news hot off the event yeah. that Andy's proposed to Michelle and Marbs Lisa gets in the phone she gets in the blower and wants to like speak all about it because Andy and Michelle are trying to keep their engagement secret because they've got a deal with OK Magazine yes and the bone of contention seems to be that well it's that, that they didn't tell the family before 
they told it, it, but I think something like it seems to have got to management and like agents and something and they knew and then there was no Scotly official you know champagne sit down that Lisa wants that seems to be what they're what she's pissed off about but I think it's also the fact that they're sitting there being filmed and Lisa knows that the people filming them the crew the producers they all know everything about the engagement yeah. but she doesn't so yeah she she's the most sour Sally that we've seen her so far, I think, in this this series, in this scene. Mm-hmm. I, I really, yeah, this is her her most sour, I think. So she's, um, my first note is, <laughs> I had like a look, my own mini kind of mystery within this scene, which I solved uh, by the end of it, which was, my first note was, who's that gay in the kitchen? And then, <laughs> and then I was like, oh, it's her brother. <laughs> That's her brother and. and and his girlfriend. So I really I went on a real journey with that one. I was like, oh, he's attractive. This gay man in the kitchen. And I was like, oh, that's his girlfriend. It's her brother. I got there in the end. Got it. But the journey I went on was, are they using landlines? <laughs> so with Andy and Lisa here, are they both in their landlines in their houses? But then towards the end of the scene, I heard that galloping horses. You know that kind of galloping horses interference you get with like a a mobile phone and a camera. Galloping. Oh. Did you call that galloping horses? I I always did. That's really strange. So she says the immortal line: "Don't you feel like your family should come before a deal with OK Magazine?" Oh, really cutting. Now, how do you feel about this situation? Because I'm in I'm in a few different minds about it. Many minds. Andy doesn't. Andy probably doesn't have a lot of money, right? You know, and he's just signed his record deal. I'm guessing the proposal picks an exclusive to OK Magazine was probably. I'm being generous. No, I think this is fair. I think it was probably worth £50,000. Uh, yeah, because Michelle was a hot, hot property at the was time. was big. Yeah. So I think he needs that money. Good for him. And that's how I feel. <laughs> so I think that Lisa has a point. Yes. But because she's so dour and mean in this scene, she loses any sympathy that I had for her original point. Because basically she's just... You can tell in this scene that she's been really spoiling for this fight so like mm. he he basically says sorry and doesn't really like he doesn't fight her at all but she keeps trying to start a fight with him and i feel like she does it she has the most passive aggressive oh. congratulations well you know it's, you know but yeah, congratulations but like you know i just feel like the family should know but you know but obviously congratulations yeah. but i'm really pissed off with you say congrats to michelle but you know obviously the thing is yeah, you know at just, the end of the day you know it just i just th- I just think... Oh, I would have hung up on her if I was him. Her tone of voice was really making my blood boil. I, yeah, she's interesting because she says, I think you should have spoken to me and especially mum and dad. Now, is Lisa the matriarch of the family? I think, well, I think so. Well, see, I think, though, that I think that she's like Jan's mouthpiece. Oh, because mum, Jan, mum Jan's mouthpiece. Yeah, yes, because, you know, he says that later on, I mean, this is a, a spoiler for later on, but Andy says to Michelle... The only people that have said congratulations are dad and then someone whose name I couldn't quite catch. Yeah. So, you know, pointedly there, Jan was not someone that's congratulated him. So I can imagine, speaking of getting on the blower, I bet Jan got straight on the blower and the two of them talked in that 
to Lisa. To Lisa. So Jan got on the blower to Lisa. They had that little yep. chin wag. They both were like, got really, really angry about it. Then they set up this scene and then she got on the blower with Andy and spoke for herself and for Jan. That's my, my theory. Now, I think a real supporting player in this scene is the mug that Lisa is drinking from. Oh, the, the princess mug. Just says princess <laughs> and she's cradling like a, a mug of lukewarm tea, I'm assuming. <laughs> Milky tea, maybe with the sugar in it. Well, at one point she's at one point she starts crying and then takes a sip from her mug of tea <laughs> while she's crying and I was like... It's very strange to sip a beverage while you're crying. It's quite a, <laughs> it's a lot of things to deal with in, in one go, you know? So then at the end of the scene, Lisa hangs up, Andy hangs up, and, well, first, then Andy calls Michelle and is, yeah. like, explaining to Michelle what's going on and was like, I got a bollocking. <laughs> yeah, I mean, that's... Just spoke to Lisa, I got a bollocking. And then Lisa's talking to Aunt and the girlfriend in the kitchen saying, I'm sorry, but I just think... And she says some great things like, our motto is family come first. He's forgotten that. It'll take us, take us a while to get back to where we were. <laughs> She's such an idiot. Just, <laughs> yeah, I was not on her side at all. I, I wrote down the note, who knew an engagement can make people so unhappy? <laughs> well, someone, someone a little later basically says that. Yeah. And, and also, you, you referenced to earlier Lisa saying, I feel sorry for them. We could have all been... Sat round now, having champagne. I know, and I wrote, I wrote in all caps, you still could be if you weren't so miserable, is what I wrote. I was like, you could just say, I'm annoyed with you, and then you could wrap it up, have everyone over for champagne, and basically just stop moaning about it, and everything would be fine. No, what she should, but, the, but the magazine's not out yet, so they can't really do that. So I think what she should have done is said, look, Andy, I'm a bit pissed off, so is the family, but here's the thing, I get it. You need that money, so let's, when's the magazine out? Next Thursday. Next Thursday. You're going to be coming around here. We're yeah. all going to, as a family, sit down and have champagne and we'll properly celebrate it. Let's just leave it until then. Yeah. But she, well, she can't leave it. She literally cannot stop talking about it. Um, there's also, did you notice just the decor of Andy and Michelle's flat? There was two teddy bears just shoved behind the sofa, <laughs> like really wedged behind there. There's like a lamp with like a, a stray cord just like floating off into the ether <laughs> and just like stuff. Their whole flat is just filled with stuff, isn't it? You can tell they just come in and just dump stuff down and just move on. Now, I don't want to reveal too much because this is very much for another episode <laughs> when I when we deal properly with Come Dine With Me. <laughs> but I have filmed in Michelle and Andy's house when they were still together. Right. And one thing was they had this... So we're looking around the house, looking for areas to film. There was one room which was off limits. And of course I looked in it. It was just opened it. You couldn't open the door. It was just full of stuff. It's like, they, it's like if they'd been on vacation 27 times and dumped their bags in there and right. half unpacked and then hadn't packed. <laughs> so this all adds up. <laughs> They've got that, that kind of tendency. Did you, there's a couple of just little points during this, se- this scene that I noted. Uh, did you notice the decorative radiator cover? It was through the glass door behind Lisa, but they have one of those like... You know, like a wooden radiator cover mm-hmm. where it's like kind of lattice. Lattice. And it and it puts and it means you've got another place to put more Make a candle, more a photo candles, frame. Exactly. More oh. objet for the for the house. My favourite part was when when he was getting off the phone with Lisa and Andy said that Michelle was pregnant. And oh, <laughs> Lisa goes, right. It's not the time for jokes. And I was like, Do you know what? That was funny. That was funny. <laughs> that was a very funny Sorry joke. Sorry we missed that. Just before ending the call with Lisa, yeah, Andy <laughs> says that. Yeah, one more thing to tell you. Michelle's pregnant. <laughs> Just kidding. It's like, I was like, do you know what, Andy? That was a solid joke and I think it was very funny. Is and you could see Lisa, she like kind of laughs and then she's just like, oh, it's not really the time for jokes now, is it? It's also interesting in this scene with Lisa, brother aunt, and aunt's girlfriend, they're all kind of dressed the same. They're all wearing 
jeans and vest tops. Yes. <laughs> and when they all, the three of them go to hug, I'm like, oh, yeah. you're all sort of interesting. I, I definitely am attracted to Ant. He's the one that, I've, this is the second time now in this show that I've, uh, I've written down who's that sexy man. And I can't seem to commit his name or the fact that he's her brother to my memory, but I know that I find him attractive. Is he's he, very like 2000 and something attractive, isn't he? He, he, but he is an attractive man. I bet he's still attractive now. Yeah. You know what I mean? Whatever, however he styled himself in 2020, I bet he's still attractive. In fact, I might put it out there. I think he's the most attractive Scott Lee. Yeah, I'm, I'll agree with that. Is he the one who was driving her from the, yes, from the jewelry, jewelry shop? shop opening? Yep. Got it. <laughs> um, this, this scene in general ends in a great way as well. Michelle and Andy. Well, Andy gets off the phone from Michelle and he snaps his phone closed. Yeah, ugh. And he just says, she's crying her eyes out. <laughs> Andy does a lot of looking directly down the barrel of the camera in this scene. And I actually, I actually agree with him. He's basically being like, oh my God, everyone I'm dealing with is insane. And I was like, yeah, I agree with him. He's like, he's a little sap of a man stuck in a, a vortex of very powerful women. <laughs> is he also wearing a beanie hat? He is. This. He's he wearing is. an indoor beanie. He loves a beanie. <laughs> loves a beanie. He hasn't, he hasn't had his time to get the dolphin's beak to that hair. <laughs> Well, the, so you've got to chuck a beanie on. Oh, well, this is it. He's been a... Bung a beanie on. Bung a beanie on. The next scene, I think, is a scenelet. What have you called this? Yeah, I just called... I called this scenelet Nathan pretending to use the phone. Oh, I called it Nathan phone bashing. <laughs> because this is this is really just a lot of hard hard edited, fast cut scene of Nathan basically trying to find a song for Lisa. Mm-hmm. I don't know who he's calling. <laughs> Who'd you call for a song? Well, he, it's very much like they could have, I don't think they did, but they could have shot this like three, like at the very end of editing all the episodes, like, yeah. oh, we need a scene of Nathan phone bashing. Yeah. So like, Nathan, just go. And he pick up a phone, improvise and say, Johnny, it's Nathan here. Hey, big man. Got a song. Why don't you just root around in that, that hit drawer and see if you've got any hits for us? Yeah, yeah. You got a hit? <laughs> and then I, hit love, I love that they edited the him saying about looking in the hit drawer and then they just showed him genuinely rooting around his own drawers <laughs> for like loose CDs. I was like, what, you just gonna you just got CDs of un, unsigned songs just lying around your office. He's at one point he's like leafing through like a sleeve, isn't he? <laughs> a giant one of those giant zipped up like <laughs> books where you can have your sleeves of, I of endless I was, CDs. I thought I was the absolute shit when I went to university. I transferred all my CDs from their cases into one of those things oh. so that I was like oh and then I can just like sit on my bed and just like flip through my different CDs that I can play in my room at uni oh, that's good <laughs> I think I still have from uni a giant um, CD book where I've burned all the pictures and videos from every term onto wow. CDs and so it'll be like year one term three and wow. that'll be like a whole disc <laughs> Where I'm going to play those discs. Yeah, what device? <laughs> do not know. But they're all organized in that beautiful zipped up sleeve oh, of yeah. discs. I did it to my DVDs as well. I remember it was just it was just all Sex in the City. I just remember having to divide each disc of Sex in the City in there. Now, this next scene, what are you calling it? I called it In the Car with Michelle's Frappuccino. Uh. I'm glad you pointed that out. <laughs> I've called this Mish and Andy in the Car slash Lisa and Johnny having tapas. <laughs> Because they flick between these two scenes. Yeah. So my first note really was that Michelle's hair looks very crispy in this scene. It looked very dry and crispy. Did you did you notice that? I didn't. It looked like it was hard to the touch. Like if you if you were to scrunch it with your hand, it would have made like a, a crunchy noise, like a paper bag. Do you know what she should have done? Should have worn a beanie. She should have worn a beanie. Should have just bunged on a beanie. So they're basically sitting in the car kind of a lot of this is just still the fallout it's the fallout of the fallout so they're talking about lisa's reaction well this scene starts 
with Andy saying, referring back to Lisa Convo, well, I think it went well yesterday. <laughs> it's like, Andy, it didn't go well. What are you talking about? He's just trying to have some positivity. I do feel, I feel like he's always just trying to like have a nice time and everyone's dragging him down. <laughs> so yeah, so and Michelle makes a very good point and, and I'm on her side where she's kind of just saying like, she, basically the, the whole point is that yes, the family, it would have been nice to, it would be nice to tell the family, but it's actually not about the family. It's actually about them. And that now that their whole engagement has become about Lisa being upset is not really the point. You know, she said Lisa's, she said Lisa was just thinking of herself. And I was like, well, you've hit the nail on the head there, yeah. Michelle. She thinks everyone should be happy and Lisa should, yeah, stop thinking of just herself. It, it's not about her. And yeah, she's not wrong. No. Michelle's not wrong. But wait, 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 going back, what is Michelle's Starbucks order. Right. Because we can see a real supporting player in the scene yeah. is her Frappuccino cup in the background. I, I think it, from what I could tell from the, it's like half drunk, so we're looking at kind of residue and what's left in it. To me, it looks like a, maybe like a mocha chip. So like Ooh. a coffee, chocolate, cream, and little chocolate bits. Mm. So it's like a mocha with cream and little chocolate kind of flakes. And I think that's called like a mocha chip okay. frappuccino. I feel like she would definitely like a caramel. I think this was pre-salted caramel days, but I feel like she would like a caramel drizzle in there. I think it's like a caramel macchiato mm. frappuccino. Something like that. But she's definitely, she probably orders a big one, but then only ever, you know, has like four has, sips. Yep. <laughs> and then it's just left to curdle in that little, that little <laughs> drinks holder in his Ford Clee or whatever it is. I don't did know. You ever, did you ever get, have like, what was in like the Frappuccino, de- the early days? What would, <sighs> do you ever have them or what, what did, was your kind of thing? I did, but I didn't quite get it. Yeah. So I would just have something chocolatey. And then I moved on quite quickly and I got really obsessed with the mango citrus oh, yeah, yeah. <laughs> juice ones, which were so great in the yeah. summer. Mango, what was it? Mango passion fruit. Is that what it was? J2O. <laughs> oh my God, J2O's. J2O's were gross. They were so, like, I used to work in a pub and when people ordered J2O's, I was just like, you could just have orange juice. Like, have an actual, even the orange juice, like the, the Brit Vic orange juice was like better quality than a J2O. They're really horrible. But do you remember being, like, working in a pub and they would have like a cocktail menu and it would be like, I don't know, it would be some name of a cocktail and it would, it would consist of like, opening up four different J2Os and like pouring them <laughs> onto like a bucket and then do you remember that? Yeah, that was that's I think in Weatherspoons there was definitely some kind of J2O branded oof, cocktail mixology <laughs> going on. I tell you what it did I tell you what it tastes like. I worked it out. It tasted like a Solero. Like a melted Solero. Oh, but I didn't like the cream of a Solero. Yeah, you just like the, the, the I'm I was always more of a Calippo. <laughs> you know what I mean? Oh, I loved a Solero. Anyway, anyway, taking us back. So I feel like the first time they cut away in this is a very strange shot because it's an extreme close up of Lisa. So all you can see is like that she's wearing a, a, like a ruffled shoulder top and that so you don't know you have no idea where she is and it sounds like she's in like a canteen. A lot There's, of a lot of just a lot of foley, a lot of foley work. <laughs> yeah, and then so I was like, okay, so I heard that and I was like, okay, so, so she's somewhere eating. And then just in this very tight shot, just this giant goblet of white wine just comes into frame and she just gulps it all. And she's obviously, so you don't even know who she's with, but then eventually when we do cut back, you see her and Johnny are having tapas maybe. I, think I couldn't see what was in the bowls. The the square bowls. Yeah, those big chunky square bowls. I felt like the quality of the of the YouTube video I was watching, I couldn't like couldn't get into exactly what was in the bowls. To me, it also looked like it could have been like a, a roast but you know like 
they were bringing out like, like a funky roast like a funky roast where they put all like the, the vegetables in like well, almost like you had to serve yourself bits you had to like what's like construct yeah like a set like a deconstructed roast yeah to like piece together exactly and it's all just heavy big square chunky plates and just having to well, yeah. constantly transfer things over a tapas roast <laughs> yes exactly a roast oh my tapas God. a roast tapas that is something that would actually do very well in the UK <laughs> okay so yeah they're so it turns out Lisa and Johnny are having their, their tapas roast and they're just clunking away with the, the glasses of wine and Johnny says that, you know, and Andy said in the past that it's going to be the longest engagement in history. He plans for it to be the longest engagement in history. And then um, Lisa's like, oh, I don't think Michelle wants to hear that. And then Johnny's like, I mean, why get engaged? It's just to keep her happy. And then Lisa just says, I'd want to keep her happy. Yeah. Referring to Michelle. Yeah, this is, I feel like this episode is where you're really starting to see the cracks of, like, Lisa's, Lisa's obviously been trying this whole time to not show that she hates Michelle because of being on camera but th- I think this whole engagement thing has really pushed her to start being a bit more honest about it I don't think she hates Michelle no that's that strong I'm being that was hyperbolic that but, was you know. very hyperbolic <laughs> I, yeah it's more like she's just I, she's she's I don't know what to say she's unsure of Michelle she look she and Michelle operate very differently. Yes, it's true. If Lisa were in Michelle's situation, she'd do something completely different. And if Michelle were in Lisa's situation, she would do something completely... They're just very different people. Yeah, it's true. It's just so funny that all of this is about OK Magazine. Oh, but that's what makes it amazing. <laughs> um, OK, question for you. What would you... If you had been in Andy Michelle's position, mm-hmm. how would you have handled this? What would you have done? If it was you and your family? Oh, well... well <laughs> If someone had called me to spoiling for a fight like Lisa had been, I literally would have said, this is not about you, fuck off, and I would have hung up the phone. That's right. how me and my family deal with each other. Okay. There's no, like, we don't do that kind of... There's a lot... She's doing a lot of that, like, oh, I'm not being funny, but, like, oh, yeah, I understand... That passive-aggressive, we don't do that. We are openly, like... I'm calling you because I'm really angry with you, and, and the response would be, well, you can fuck off because it's none of your business, and then it would be over. Okay. <laughs> I think with my family, I would have given them a heads up and saying, hey, just so you know, I've got something very exciting to tell you, but I cannot tell you about it until next Thursday. Yeah. So let's come over that day we'll, and we'll tell you all about it. Well, I think the problem is, is that because Andy is a little bit, this is a strong description, but he's a bit of a sniveling little kind of weasel, isn't he? So I feel like he just, he just, instead of, Instead of getting ahead of it and thinking how to deal with it, he just he just let it kind of happen. Yeah, and, just, and you know, let people find out and let people tell the family, and because he's just a bit of an idiot as well. So well, he's like, he just didn't think it through. He's quite a basic twenty-four-year-old yeah. straight guy, isn't he? So he's not gonna like, he's not gonna have thought about all these things. Exa- exactly, and I think that's also why their anger is so misguided and pointless because it's it's just they're screaming into a void. It really doesn't matter. In this <laughs> scene as well, Michelle, I. I, I I think it's interesting, Michelle, and you referenced it earlier when she says, yeah, the only person who's got excited is your dad, Tony. Yeah, and then another mystery person whose like name Steve. I couldn't... I think yeah, it was Steve. Steve. Is that the other brother? Uh, who knows? But <laughs> but Tony, I'm like, bless Tony. Of course Tony got excited. Tony yeah. gets excited at anything. But equally, if I had to keep this engagement a secret from the world, I would not have told Tony in advance. <laughs> Tony would, you know... He's, can't keep a secret, can not can't, can't keep a secret, Tony can't. <laughs> Oh, God, just imagine. And you can imagine him being really nice on the phone and Jan's thin-lipped in the background, furious. She's like, Tony, get off the phone. Put the phone down, Tony. There's also this great moment in the scene where Michelle asks Andy, did anyone say, are you sure you want to do this? Oh, yeah. About their engagement. And she she says something very, 
very dark and threatening where she's like she says i've written it down because yeah, it like, was so perfect i'll find out she <laughs> says and, and andy's like no no one did and she went okay you, look at look at my eyes you, you sure okay and then she said you'd tell me though wouldn't you because i'd find out it's like how would you find out i get what she's saying she thinks she thinks they might have said it on camera, so she's going to find out watching the show back. But I like the idea that she's just going to find everything She'd out. She'd find out. <laughs> and whilst this scene's going on, they're, they're driving this car, and in the background, I can see a Clinton's cards. <laughs> That's nice and comforting, isn't it? Yeah. Oh, she is going to know. I bet she's got some, like, spy cameras hidden behind that lattice radiator cover. Wait <laughs> a minute. House. Wait a minute, though. Mich- and also in Michelle's own house, those teddy bears shoved behind the sofa, their <laughs> eyes are actually cameras. <laughs> She's got all the footage. Mm. So next we get to a scene that I've just called the gals get ready. Oh, I've just called it getting ready. And that covers quite a lot of people, quite a lot of gals getting ready for something in this, in this scene. <laughs> so this scene is basically, we cut back and forward between um, Lisa getting ready with the Sarah Mandys and then Michelle and her cronies getting ready at her flat. And what are they getting ready for? <laughs> They're getting ready for Michelle's birthday. Mm-hmm. Michelle's 29th birthday. <laughs> Whatever she's pretending to be good. So... You know, we open up with just more more shots of white wine being poured into wine glasses, which I did not enjoy this morning. Uh, I was, you know, not feeling my finest when I watched this episode. Yeah, Lisa and the Sarah Mandys are, I think they're at Lisa's house. Yeah. A lot of the, the walls are painted or wallpapered a yellow color, like a sort of, like a, a yellow butter color. Right. And there's a lot of white furniture and there's also a lot of pine. Do you feel like, do you feel like the, the buzzword for that paint was Tuscan? But like a oh, pale, butter. like a pale Tuscan, <laughs> or what are like a maybe like a lemon, mm, like a lemon sorbet. Okay, Tuscan lemon sorbet. Tuscan lemon sorbet butter. <laughs> now, also in this scene, as they're getting ready, I've noticed there are two little bowls of snacks. Oh, what was Did it? You see I didn't. This? I couldn't. Again, the quality was so bad, I couldn't see I detail. Pa- I paused it. It looks like, to my eyes, one bowl are chocolate minstrels. Oh, oh my god, I love minstrels. A minstrel, and the other bowl could be fresh strawberries. Oh. Now, just stopping for a second. Minstrels. Strangely offensive name for a chocolate. Yes. Very odd. Mm, now that we've said that. Yeah, now I'm like, oh, we, we'll like grab a bag of minstrels. That's a really problematic name for chocolate. And Why has no one ever talked about that? And they're a chocolate. Maybe they have, but do you know what? This isn't the podcast for it properly. <laughs> and we will not be eating a minstrel from here on in. What yeah. else is going on? So I think what's happening here is they're looking at... Some, I think she's bought she's bought Michelle a top for her birthday. That's what's happening. Mm. And she's holding it up, and it's this kind of, it's exactly the same top that uh, Michelle was wearing in Marbs. In terms of style, it's that yes, slit the down the middle uh, with a nice swoopy swoopy back, as you called it. And um, Lisa's saying, "Oh, she likes booby tops. Yeah, she likes booby tops." And then one of the Sarah Mandys, it really trails in the background, just kind of goes. You know, and you can wear that with jeans or a, or a skirt. Oh, yeah. Thanks, Sarah. <laughs> thanks, SM. Another great contribution. But to be fair to Lisa, she's spot on with what she's bought oh, for no, Michelle. Oh, no, no. She's, she's, she bought her a good gift. I mean, does the gift make it to her? We'll, <laughs> we're not, not entirely sure. But, yeah. So, they're, they're kind of just sitting on Lisa's floor looking through this, looking at this booby top. And then we cut. <laughs> Although, wait a minute. The one of the Sarah Mandys does say to Lisa, like, has really been, like, given a line and a piece of paper to save from the producer <laughs> and, and asked, you know, um, so, Lisa, have you seen Andrew and Michelle since the phone call? Since the phone call. Yeah. I was like, oh, all right, Sarah, calm down. <laughs> and Lisa's like, no, no, we haven't. And the music as well, like, the background music, like, really fades out so you can hear this. And then it fades back up. And then they cut to 
uh, Michelle and her friends all crammed in together <laughs> in front of her like mirrored wardrobe door doing their makeup, all furiously putting a lot of makeup on in that mirror. And they're just kind of chit-chatting about the night and like thinking they're going to have some fun. And they're basically asking, oh, is Lisa coming? And she's like, yeah, Lisa's coming. And then they're like, oh, what about Johnny? <laughs> and then <laughs> the most perfect piece of dialogue ever. She's just still looking in the mirror and she's like, oh, no, Johnny's still away doing that musical, you know, um, Starlight Express. And then one of her Sarah Mandy's just perfectly goes, oh, yeah. Is that the roller skating one? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> just perfect they're both neither of them look at each other or even looking in the mirror they're just staring at themselves while they have this conversation now throughout this scene as well um we're watching we've been watching these old episodes on youtube and it still has like the old mtv graphics that yes. come up on screen now i was got distracted through this getting ready oh scene. my god i think i think it was the same I have the same <laughs> note because like, the graphic was earlier on i forgot to mention it go well, this for one it. i screenshot and it just comes up on screen it says Fancy a trip to to NYC to meet Helena Christensen and also pocketing the new Sony Ericsson K750i camera phone. I was like, what? what? Why was Helena Christensen promoting a Sony Ericsson phone in New York? Because that's probably... I tell you what, she got paid more than 50 grand for that. (laughs) Yeah, I mean, I'd happily go to New York and, you know, talk to Helena Christensen about a Sony Ericsson phone. That would be fun. Would you remember when... Maybe in 2010, maybe a little bit later. No, it was more like 2013. Um, Alicia Keys was made the creative director of BlackBerry. Oh, yes. It's like very much like that kind of vibe, right. I think. Oh, I miss my BlackBerry. Mm, very EBM. solid. I, I want to talk about some outfits. Yes, please. And some so styling in general. Talk me through what's so going on. So let's just start on. with... So the first one, let's just start with Michelle. She's Michelle's looking at herself. She's kind of finished getting ready and she's looking in the mirror and she's kind of doing she's like oh what should I do with my hair she's like oh should I should I put some of my pieces in which made me laugh but I wrote down is she wearing a slip dress she is she's wearing um a bright orange and pink slip dress it's got a lace bright pink top her hair and makeup is exactly like evil Ariel yes <laughs> as we've previously discussed although I think it's, it's actually Ursula in disguise. We can't, and I know she's just because she's not evil Ariel, is she? She's Ursula. Well, she's Ursula in dis- disguise yes. as Ariel, who I turns out she's evil. So. Yeah, yeah. No, fine. I just like saying evil Ariel <laughs> <Okay>. <laughs> because she does not look like Ursula. You know what I mean? So okay, brunette Ariel. Okay, okay? <laughs> things are working according to my ultimate desire. <laughs> I, the I, witch. I, the witch was watching the mirror. <laughs> That's my great impression of Scuttle the Seagull. Wait, who's Scuttle the Seagull in the, the world of Dudley Scott Lee? Oh, great point. Um, Tony? Tony. Tony Scully. is 100% Scuttle. <laughs> He's just like kind of positive and fun and goofy and yeah. some light relief. Yeah, combing his hair with a fork in Lisa's kitchen. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Okay, so that's, that's Michelle's look. Mm-hmm. Then Lisa and the Saramandis clatter down those pine stairs. And that's where we get a good look at that trio of outfits. And I want to go through them one by one okay well lisa is at the front of course she is yeah dressed like a christmas ornament slash kind of like she's about to do a musical number she's wearing i mean it's been very popular throughout this series so far a what i would call a rara skirt very short rara skirt she's probably got some lovely pants on underneath because it's going to flip up at some point might have like a statement over the bum yeah you know what i mean it's a sexy and diamante and it's it's the whole thing is so confusing. It's very hard to describe. Very hard to describe. So she's got like, okay, it's like tied around the neck. A halter neck. A halter neck. 
she's very exposed at the sides and back, and that's all connected to her Rara skirt. And the color scheme is white and turquoise. A, a turquoise satin green yes. kind of color. Sequin. Is it sequin? Yeah. <laughs> Very Again, confusing. See, I, I think it's how I described one of the pur- one of the purple Cadbury's dresses. All her outfits look like ice skating outfits that are ha- that have had the kind of illusion netting removed from them. Yes. So if you put netting on that outfit so that there was no skin showing, it would be an ice skating, like an ice dancing costume. And she's done her hair again in a style we've talked about for this era, which is like a quiff a, pompadour, a, yeah, a poof. A, a, yeah, at the front <laughs> and then into a pony at the back, and then. One of the Saramandis is just wearing a kind of a short white dress. She's actually, she's the one that gets away, sartorially gets away with the kind of the best look in this, this scenelet. But again, it's like, a, it's like a, a kind of slouchy, it's a revealing dress, but it's slouchy, yes. but then super short. Yes. And then we get to Bozo the Clown Saramandis outfit. What the fuck is she wearing? Well, she's wearing a bright, bright, hot pink Rara skirt with, and the top is like luminous yellow yeah but from a distance she genuinely looks like a clown they all look like well bar the the white dress sarah mandy they all look like entertainer like they're about to put on like a a show at butlins a show at butlins or like do it like turn up at your door and do like a singing telegram or <laughs> well i do think it is fitting though that sarah mandy is dressed like a clown just because later on she reveals her true talent which is like comedy comedy <laughs> Now, you, you, there are also another moment here. Just before they leave the house, Mish and friends, they do like a champagne toast. She's like, champagne, champagne. And they all gather it's around. A, it's a rosé. It's a pink champagne, isn't it? It is. I think it's an expen- I think it's Dom. Of course it is. It's expensive well, we, Dom. we know that Michelle likes loves, only the finest champagne. She loves Dom. But they all do a cheers. And it's in her living room that has like a very low ceiling with a very bright ceiling light that's in like a lantern <laughs> shade. So they're all doing a cheers underneath this like IKEA lampshade <laughs> that's all giving them like down lighting. It's perfect. Now, speaking of beefy scenes. This Michelle- well, this moves on to a new scene for yeah. me. And I've just called this Michelle's birthday bash. Yeah, Michelle's birthday, absolutely. So we, we first we we first know that we're in this scene because we see a shot of the nightclub that is gonna be held in called Purple. I couldn't work out where this is. It definitely wasn't in London, was it? It looked it, like... It w- I think it was in London. Really? I've had a good... I've had a really good look around online. I thought it was part of the Sanderson Hotel for a while because okay. they had a purple bar. But I think it was a bar that was in, like, Chelsea. Okay. I, I'm pretty sure it was London. Because also, all the taxis look like... Oh, no, oh but, yeah, but, but they have black cabs in, like, Manchester. Oh, that's true. Bear- <laughs> okay, okay, here's the thing. Bearing in mind... Lisa has driven in that big range, or been driven that big range over with the Sarah Mandys from her house in Windsor. Oh, of course. So it must be, it must in, be London. London. must be in London. And when they've had enough time to drink a whole bottle of wine, oh, but we'll get to that. Oh, yeah. So yeah, we know, we, we, we know we're at um, that birthday because we see, we see Purple the nightclub and then we see that um, Michelle's having a picture taken with Jessica from Liberty X, wearing mm. a lovely yellow dress. Lovely yellow she dress. She looks great. Jessica's, you know how we always talk about you know, a member of the girl bands who have a very solid style that actually dates very well throughout the years. We're talking your Emma Buntons, your Kimberly Walshers from Girls Aloud. Jessica's very much that member of, of uh, Liberty X. There's never, she doesn't have a lot of terrible looks. She never did anything daring like the rest of them. And it's really carried her through. She looked great in that yellow dress, I thought. Now you've said that and I've just oh, is found it bad? a pi- No, I've just found a picture of her where she had cornrows. I mean, I can't see the problem. <laughs> 
<laughs> Although, weirdly, I can imagine Kimberly Walsh back in the day maybe doing that as well. Yeah, probably. Yeah. I remember Cheryl had a half a half head of cornrows, didn't she? Oh, well, we'd like expe- a side But cornrow. we'd expect that from Cheryl. Yeah, of course. 100%. <laughs> so, yeah. So, Je- so, Jessica's having her photo taken with Mish outside the club. Yeah, and then they, they seem, they're ushered in by a woman wearing a like purple a see-through purple netting outfit did you ever see did you see that quick moment a woman wearing like a bra and pants with like a purple oh yeah like beach cover up over the top seems to be leading them into the club i think she might be like the the you know the vip concierge the host person, the, host, the yeah. host and they're ushered in and as they're ushered in the dj announces them yeah it's very strange Jessica taylor and birthday girl michelle yeah. <laughs> that dj voice next that's, you know, we see that, that that's happening. And then basically Lisa and her cronies turn up, you know, Sarah Mandy and White and Lisa fall out of the, of the car and then clown Sarah Mandy drops something and she she's squats down in that short clown dress to, uh, to pick it up. And yeah, you can tell something's, something's up. Something's S- not, something's a foot. <laughs> something's definitely a foot. And they find Tony outside. They do. Tony's dressed up. He's wearing a white shirt. He's got like a sort of a khaki kind of, um, Blazer. Um, blazer. You know, he's dressed <laughs> up for the night, our tone. Yeah, and then, so Lisa and the Sarah Mandys inexplicably are all holding hands while they talk to Tony. Well, they need to hold each other's hands. Yeah, because they, they say, oh, Dad, Dad, we had a bit of a nightmare on the way down. And I honestly thought she was going to start talking about traffic, and I was really ready for, like, <laughs> oh, great, another one of Lisa's classic stories. <laughs> and she said, oh, Sarah Mandy, you know, she said, Sarah Mandy bought a bottle of wine, and, and we drank the whole thing. And they're all like, Ugh. they all get very giggly and they're, they're kind of still keeping it quite PG. And then clown Sarah Mandy goes, to be honest with you, we're quite pissed. And I was, she said, we're pissed as farts. And I was like, oh, oh clowny Sarah Mandy. Pissed as farts. Pissed as farts. And they're all like holding each other's hands as they're in their like, tiny, tiny skirts. I was going to say, the wind started to blow those rara skirts about. So they're all getting a little, <laughs> they're all in a little bit of danger. <laughs> and then basically they're all like, they're kind of all talking over the top of each other. And then at one point, I think is it Tony that says like, "Did you bring a present?" Did he ask them that? Maybe no, I I can't remember. But they they all sort of uh, moment, they have the moment where they're like, <gasps> "Michelle's gift, the booby top." <laughs> like, oh my god, that she's like, "How are we going to return that booby top to Lipsy?" <laughs> Definitely was from Lipsy or from like cricket in Liverpool. I think it's from cricket. <laughs> I think it's from Lisa. Lisa not understands Michelle. She's yeah. got her an expensive top from cricket. Yeah, it's like 150 pounds. Yeah, she's like spent. give it to her in the cricket bag so she knows. So it's she expensive. knows. <laughs> she knows. And then, do you know what they do at cricket? It's nice because they put it in that nice bag and they use that nice tissue paper. And then you can reuse that bag. Actually, you can put some stuff in the bag. So they suddenly realize they've left Michelle's um, gift in the car, and then they just start like. Clip clopping around the streets as if they're going to find the car. Yeah, this this is where the this is where the the clowning really really gets going. There's a lot of great physical comedy where they're kind of still all holding hands. They're all kind of just pulling each other in different directions, like the Three Stooges trying to look for this look for this car. I think one of them's trying to call the driver maybe. And then it's this point that Lisa decides to start complaining about why she's pissed, and she says. She said, I've only had a fucking scone to eat. Did she say fucking? Yeah, she said fucking. It's the first time I've heard her say the F word because oh. she's drunk. She goes, I've only had a fucking scone to eat so far today. And then... Scone, yes. Yeah, scone. scone. Translation Sorry. scone, scone. But scone. Scone. It's very much a scone. And it's very important for this mm-hmm. scene that we're pronouncing it scone. Scone. <laughs> one, yeah, then one of the Sarah Mandys... So, who, clown Sarah Mandy. Is that clown Sarah Mandy? It's very important. Who turns out, side note, her name's Shireen. Uh, I refuse to... <laughs> I refuse to commit that to memory. But it's a great name, yeah. Shireen. <laughs> Shireen. So, clown Sarah Mandy says... You know, Lisa's talking to Cameron. She's going, I've only had a scone. Oh, I'm not pissed. Oh, and they're all giggling. Clown Sarah Mandy makes the great gag 
It's all, the drink's gone to your head. And Lisa hears it, does not react to it, and neither does Sarah Mandy in white. Not really. And then Lisa does the classic, like, sitcom thing where she t- steals the joke and then literally says it straight after clown Sarah Mandy says it. She goes, it's, she goes, listen, listen, the drink's gone to my head. And then they're all like, <laughs> it's like, wow, she really literally took Sarah Mandy's great joke and made it her own. And I, I, I was very impressed with clown Sarah Mandy at this point. But the it was j- a great gag. It got better and better. Well, this is... <laughs> So then what happened is Lisa and Sarah Mandy and White seemed, they were trying to kind of clatter on. But at this point, clown Sarah Mandy had got a taste for the limelight. So she, she says, Lisa Sconley. <laughs> too far scone. Too far scone. Too far scone. Too far scone was really good. I really actually got me. I clapped when she did that. Like I applauded because I was very impressed with too that. Too far scone. Been too scone. And I want some jam and cream. <laughs> Side note: So this is obviously one of Lisa's solo hits. <laughs> I found a performance of her doing "Too Far Gone" in the original the original title of the song from like a Steps tour in 2012. But she does it as a mashup with Chris Brown's "Beautiful People." And it's like "Beautiful People," bum 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 bum, "Too Far Gone." Oh, that's fun. Blam, blam, blam. It's really good. And yeah. there's another song she throws in there as well. I think it might be "Heaven" by Ooh, Sammy, DJ Sammy, DJ Sammy. <laughs> uh, but are you talking the d- the candlelight remix? Or the candlelight remix. <laughs> DJ Sammy's candlelight remix. That must, that, must, that must be on your Purmi playlist. It's absolutely not. Oh, I really? it's too it's too straight. It's oh, too hetero. Okay. I mean how many how many hetero weddings of a certain era had the candlelight remix of DJ Sammy as their first dance? Not one I've ever been to. <laughs> anyway. <So>. <laughs> anyway, <laughs> that that comedy trio then eventually stumble into Michelle's party. In general though, I think it's really nice that Lisa has this lovely group of friends. I know we've said it before. Yeah. And I'm like, I'm really glad she has fun with her friends. Although I will say, so yeah, I, I, I don't know if it's res- some residual anger I had at, at Lisa for that earlier scene of her shouting at Andy on the phone, but there's something very like bitchy girl move to drink that much on the way to someone's birthday party and be kind of like, make it about, make it about the fact that you're like, oh, we're pissed and we've arrived and it's like making a scene. Like it's very, Mm. and you can imagine them being really like bitching about Michelle in the car on the way up there and like drinking their wine and being all nasty. And then they arrived and then we're like, oh, we accidentally drank a whole bottle of wine. I don't know. It really, maybe that's just the way it was edited to make it look bitchy. Especially because they kept cutting to like, they cut to Michelle and she's inside dancing with like Nath having a good time. She's like, oh, where's Lisa? Looks really like it, nice and innocent. They cut to Lisa outside and she's all like, <laughs> I don't know if Michelle's looking innocent there. No, I know. Not, I with, know. Those, not with those brows. No. <laughs> oh, yeah, that's true. <laughs> the arched to villainous perfection, those brows, aren't they? Um, <laughs> yeah, I know what you mean that there is something like about. It's just, there's it's tension. Ag- it's an aggressive move to turn up his. There's tension between Lisa and Michelle. Yeah. And it's kind of like turning. So to combat that, she's drunk a bit too much. And it's like turning up. And I can imagine as soon as she saw Michelle, instead of saying happy birthday, she went, I'm so, so drunk. Yeah, precisely. About her. Precisely, she'd be like, "Oh, hi, uh, yeah, oh no, oh yeah, Sarah Mandy had your bottle of wine in the in the taxi, but so drunk, ha ha ha." And it's like, well, you meant to say Michelle's happy birthday like, first, okay? Yeah, exactly. Okay. Yeah, exactly. What are you meant to do with that information? It's like you're not. It's like exclude. It, it excludes Michelle. It's not like, oh, we all got pissed together and had a good time. It's like, oh, ha ha, we're really drunk. It's like, great. Welcome to my birthday party. I yeah. don't know. I'm just so firmly team Michelle in this episode that I'm just like, I can't, I can't see see straight. <laughs> 
<laughs> I also think, do you know what would have would have helped if they'd eaten something other than the problematic minstrels and the fresh strawberries? They should have just had a pizza. Yeah. An oven pizza. Yeah. They should have hit that Goodfellas again. Like, or they could. They should have just gone to like a drive-through on the way up. Mackie oh, that's D's. a good idea. Just gone to Mackie D's and had some chicken nuggets. Mackie D's and wine. Yeah. In the car. Oh, that, that sounds, sounds great. That's, I would happily have McDonald's <laughs> and wine together. That's a great combination. Uh, so they finally get into the club and they see, well, Lisa sees Michelle. I mean, who knows how this was edited? Yeah, but this was edited. The, the, the editing was very nuanced in this, <laughs> this it, scene, wasn't she it? Did, she gives her a hug and then there's a shot of her and, she, and Lisa's kind of got gritted, a gritted smile yeah. on her face, doesn't she? And then there's another moment where Lisa is sort of with her Sarah Mandy's and then she just sort of turns around and kind of she, gives like, kind like, of like looks Ooh. directly down the camera and kind of goes, Ooh. yeah. So, uh, yeah, and it, it seemed like, I don't know, a lot of those shots seemed like they were taken from about 5,000 different points of the evening. I don't know. I, I didn't trust that moment at all. It seemed heavily constructed. So, next scene. Very little scene lit. Um, a call with Nathan. Lisa's, uh, Lisa looks like she's in a hotel room wearing a very Hollister t-shirt. Mm. And it, <laughs> crucially, it's five, they've got five days to get a record deal, it says yeah. on screen. So then... Basically, Nathan says that he that they've run out of record companies. There's only one left, and unfortunately, it's the same record company as Andy. I didn't know why that was. Unfortunately, I don't. Yeah, I don't know either. It also helps here. It helps set up more kind of conflict yeah, and I guess. competition. But also, it's so obvious yeah. that that was going to happen. Like yeah. behind the scenes, you know, the producers <laughs> like, well, can't. Can't they just? Yeah, do like, well, we're already filming. We're already filming Andy's scenes at Concept. We might as well. Yeah. Do it. Yeah. And it's also like, and Andy's getting like publicity from doing this show. So why don't you just do yeah. a double whammy? Yeah. Th- this this was all a little forced, wasn't it? But I do love the moment where Nathan says to Lisa, "So, so Max is the boss. Well, not the real boss, but he is one of the bosses at um, Concept Concept Records." And Nathan says, "So obviously, I've lied to Max." And then Lisa's like, what? What have you lied about? <laughs> and Nate says, well, I've lied to Max and I said there are other labels interested. And then Lisa's like, oh, yeah, she's of course. She's like, oh, yeah, yeah, of course. That's the of kind course. of lie we tell everyone. Yeah. <laughs> she's like, I'm always lying about people being interested in my career, of course. Of to course. Get, like, a better, get like a better deal. Yeah. Um, but essentially, they need to go, in order to get this record deal, they need to go to the record company with a single and say, oh, this single. Honestly, I'm, I, I know it's the way it's kind of put together, but it just, it just to me, it doesn't seem like it's that hard to get a song. I don't know. Maybe I'm being naive. Well, and also, I do they make the right decision? Because I have an alt, I have like an, an alt path. Of well, let's let's wait till we get to that. Okay. That okay. terrifying like Brady Bunch film style phone call later on. Okay. Next up is a very little scene lit. What have you called this? I, just, I called it recording perfect. Oh, I said this recording. <laughs> <laughs> no, but no, I think it's called Rescue. Oh, shit. Yeah, the song's called Rescue. So Lisa's in the recording studio, and she's singing like a very bland guitar ballad. Yeah. And it's... I didn't mind it. I thought it, it sounded nice. It sounded like a, a, you know, a B-side. Oh, you're you're proposing that it should be a double A-side, aren't you? <laughs> Why? We'll get to it. We'll yeah. get to it. I, 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 don't, I don't disagree with you, actually. But again, this is a scene where Lisa can totally sing. She, yeah, yeah, completely fine. She is a solid stage school singer. Yeah. Yeah, and I wrote. <laughs> I wrote. Does she have a cabbage on her head again? Because that guy was saying that she gets that note again to be like, no, just kind of go for it. Like you're being maybe a little too controlled. Okay, now the next two scenes, I've split them up because we need to just yeah, we need to deal with this. First up, 
I've called, what have you called this next I just said thing? over at, over at Concept Records. Over, meanwhile, over at Concept Records. <laughs> I've called it Concept Record Execs. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So we have Max in this scene, and yet again, the woman who I am insisting is called Nicola, but yet has not once been named so far in this show. Yep. I swear to God, she had a much bigger role in my imagination, and she's called Nicola. We're going to get to the bottom of it. I'm, pr- I'm, I'm still certain she's called Nicola. So Max and Nicola are in Max's office, and they're basically sitting, listening to kind of what options have come through for Lisa's single. Now, I'm assuming, so they're listening to a rocky mid-tempo ballad. I think this is Never or Now that they're listening to. <laughs> never or Now, that title. And they say... It's Now or Never. Now or Never. Backwards. Never oh or Now. Oh she like? That is, she's, that's what Lisa does. She takes concepts and flips them on her head. Like, lyrical genius. <laughs> now, they're listening to it, and Max says, it's very similar to Joey's record. Yeah, I, I couldn't... I was like, who's Joey? Initially, I thought he was saying Jerry, which made me very excited. <laughs> but Jerry doesn't have a song that sounds like this. She never had a rocky sound. No. Scream If You Want to Go Faster was maybe the closest thing to rock that Jerry did. Mm, there's definitely a guitar in there yeah. somewhere. <laughs> Certainly wasn't Bag It Up. <laughs> Treat him like a lady. <laughs> I, saw you, I saw your mouth going to form. <laughs> Treat him like a lady. Who's wearing the trousers <laughs> now? <laughs> Also in this scene, Max is sitting at his desk and it looks like there's a pint of Coke on his desk. <laughs> there's like a pint glass of a very dark liquid. That I, it must be Coke. Diet Coke. Do you think Diet Coke? I think a pint of Diet Coke. Mm, pint of diet, <laughs> a pint of warm Diet Coke. <laughs> so, you know, <laughs> this is another great exchange. <laughs> uh, Nicholas says, well, you know, it's all about what she can carry off. <laughs> and Max says, well, she can carry that off because it is her singing. <laughs> As if to imply that she can't, she can't like mime along to a song that doesn't sound like her singing. I think that's what Nicola was trying to get at. Well, I think Nicola's saying because this is a bit more, more like a mid-tempo, rocky, rockier ballad. Yeah. Like, can she we, pull we, off that vibe? We're using the term rockier very, very loosely here. <laughs> we mean that there's a an instrument in it that is a real instrument. That's yeah. all we're saying. Someone's twanged a guitar at some point in the process. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> But I, I understand what Nicola's saying. Yeah. But meanwhile, this sounds like I, I don't know the phrase adult contemporary comes into my yeah. head. <laughs> yeah, it's it's strange. It seems like a song that would be like buried on on a pop star's album, doesn't it? Yeah. Buried deep in the track listing, like track ten of twelve. So then he pops on electric. I, I think we've we've kind of touched upon this before. I don't like this song. No, but I think he has a very good point here. As soon as they put it on, it's like, touch me, I'm electric. And it's like, oh, okay, now wait a minute. Yeah. This song instantly gets you. The name of the song is said near the, the beginning. And I yeah. think Nicola here says, well, this is instant, isn't it? Yeah. And she's right. Well, and just, she's not in the position, it's not like, you know, Girls Aloud's career where she's in the position where she can release, you know, I'll Stand By You and actually have it be a success. Like you just, you can't just come out with a, like a mid-tempo ballad when you're trying to like claw your way back. Exactly. And cause, sense. and cause like a scene with a mid-tempo, yeah. adult contemporary Rocky ballad. Yeah, it just doesn't make any sense. This also <laughs> for me, was a moment where record exec Nicola, really, she's the one in charge here. Oh, 100%. Yeah, she's very much pulling all of the strings. She's no nonsense. Yeah, I love her. She's, she's fantastic. So, so basically, you know, they're talking about it, talking about the fact that electric is the better choice. And Max kind of says like, well, I guess, you know, uh, you know, I think maybe they had, you know, Lisa had other ideas about which song she wanted to do, but this is the one that we should go with. <laughs> and this is where Nicholas slams Lisa so hard. She says, 
you know, yeah, she might have a bit of a moan, but, you know, what's new? <laughs> and then she ends it with, you know what I mean? I 100% agree with Nicola, because all we've seen Lisa do really so far in Totally Scott Lee is moan. Also, it sounds like throughout this next scene, I'm, well, I, we enter what I call a bumper scene, which I'm referring to as the maze of phone calls. <laughs> yes, very and much. And it did definitely make me realize that this show in general involves so many phone calls. And also, I think this is before the time where loudspeaker was a thing. Because you know, like the last, I don't know, maybe eight years yeah. on any reality show, particularly the Kardashians, if they do a phone call, they just yeah, put it on loudspeaker. On speaker, yeah. This maybe they just weren't so good in those Sony Ericsson's yeah, that Helena Christensen was like you know yeah, selling. I think, yeah, exactly. I don't think I think it was because especially it does make you think that this is oh my god this might be a bit too boring but it makes you realize how much they were filming both sides of the conversation because you can hear the audio from. Do you know what I mean? Like you can. So if we were both filmed in separate locations, yeah. but we're on the phone, when they're physically filming you, you can hear me yeah, exactly. on the phone, but it's not loudspeaker exactly. and vice versa. Exactly. Yeah. So it... And again, the galloping horses. Let's enter the maze of phone calls. Okay. So first of all, Max from the record company calls Nath to say that they've picked electric. And Nathan seems, appears to be in like a mock Tudor... Like a, a mock Tudor hotel suite, <laughs> suite function I suite. I don't know what's going on. Nath says, Lisa now favors Never or Now in terms oh, that, of a song. That song title now, bearing is in mind, it's, so bad. Bearing in mind, what's so great about it is that when they came up with it, they must have been so pleased. Oh, of course. Do you know what? We'll call it Never or Now. And I bet I bet it's because she said them. You know, it's just like I'm at this point in my career. It's like now or never. Yeah. Or maybe she maybe she messed it up and she's like, I'm at this point in my career and it's just never on now. And they all went, oh, that's good. Let's let's keep it. Write let's it, it. Write it. Never write on it. now. Wait, what, what color pen is she going to write it? <laughs> black black pen? Blue it's pen? Probably black pen. Got a bit black pen. Shit. She's got a funny thing about it. She's got a funny thing about it. Never <laughs> now. So Max is saying to Nathan, yeah. we want to do electric. Nathan's saying, thinks she prefers never or now. But look, let me go call Lisa. Yeah. Okay. Maze of phone calls continues. We're going to take a left turn here in the yeah. maze. Nathan then calls Lisa. Yes. Lisa is in a car. It yeah. appears in the background. She's driving past Buckingham Palace. <laughs> yes. She's also wearing a very bizarre dress that in close up mm. looked like a corset top. And then when they zoomed out, it was like a, it was a very strange, like billowy dress that was like, well, actually, I guess we learned from Walter Mercado last week that she's not in her sexy mode. She's in her errands mode. She's wearing one of her like business errand dresses. Got it. She's, it. she's doing her errands in that taxi beside Buckingham Palace. Yes. Got it. <laughs> so Nathan is speaking to Lisa and saying they want to go with electric. Well, well, actually, I think Nathan as a manager does a very good job here. Yeah. He calls her and says, okay, Lisa, good news. Yeah. We've got a record deal. They're going to do it. So that's, that's good news. Great. Lead with the positive. They want to go with electric. And Lisa's like, oh, I don't, I just don't know. I just, oh, I don't, I don't know. Yeah, God. I don't know. And then Nathan says, look, why don't you give Max a ring to discuss it? Directly. Directly. Okay. Good choice. Okay. So now Lisa calls Max okay. at the record company. Okay. okay. We got it. We've now taken a right turn in the maze of phone calls. Lisa calls Max, and when Max picks up the phone, he says, Lise, hi, darling. <laughs> Lise. We also get to hear her say, like, hi, can I speak to Max? It's Lisa Scott Lee. And then I'm just like, oh, what a fun <laughs> phone call to take. <laughs> you like, you'd put it down and go, ooh, Lisa Scott Lee just called the company. I spoke to her. So Max picks up the phone, Lise, hi, darling. So then Lisa is saying that she prefers never or now because it's more melodic. <laughs> they also both have a really forced conversation where... 
they have to get the like the formalities of being like, oh, thanks for signing me. Like, oh, this is exciting out the way. But they're both clearly not. They, so he's like, oh, she's like, oh, yeah, great news about the signing. He's like, yeah, really happy to have you. Thanks for that. You know, I'm just really happy to be there. This is this that reminds really me insipid conversation. This reminds me of so many work calls. Yeah, where you're like dealing with an agent or you're calling talent oh, about something. Yes. So Lisa is saying to Max, she would prefer to go with never or now. <laughs> But Max thinks electric grabs you instantly, and he's right. Yep. And then Lisa says, okay, but will I get into the top 10? And Max says he can't guarantee that. <laughs> and this is the point I've just written my notes. Why don't they just release a double A side? Yeah. Release both songs. Yeah. And then she can she can perform, they, they, and they can do it so that electric is the main song, and then just keep her happy by letting her sing never now or never on a couple of shows. Yeah, and also when she goes in like this morning, they would probably want her to perform both songs anyway. You know what I mean? They've got they've got time to. I'm fill. just thinking about you know all the iconic. Well, it's like the the GMTV or Good Morning Britain, whatever it's called now. All the iconic performances over the years on on Lorraine mm. on those tiny little studios of like pop stars trying to do really high energy songs at like seven forty five in the morning and like swooping like, camera work. Yeah, swooping camera work and like two backing dancers. The most iconic, if anyone ever wants to look, is Kimberly Walsh performing a song with Agro Santos on Lorraine and. It- <laughs> I encourage everyone just to Google that performance. It's quite something. So they have this discussion, and Lisa says they don't come to a conclusion. But Lisa says to Max, "Okay, well, let's con- let's continue this uh, conversation. Yeah, let's just keep it. Oh, yeah. Let's keep this conversation going. Yeah, <laughs> like there's nothing to continue. But okay. So then, Lisa calls Nath, and they are talking about it. Meanwhile, Max in the Concept Records office goes to find Nicola. Oh yeah, <laughs> this is real. Like. He really, he forgot himself in this scene, didn't he? He forgot he was being filmed a little bit because that's exactly how, especially we would have done at work, you know, when you're dealing with someone difficult, you're like, oh, I'm going to go and, you're like, oh, I'm going to go and tell my friend at work about like how annoying that person was being on the phone. And he's like, he's like, he's like, Nicola, Nicola. He's like, oh, I've just got off the phone with her. She's not happy. She wants to, she wants to be never or now. You were right. That also reminds me of that classic thing at work where you're like, you'd come off the phone from that difficult situation. You put the phone down and people are like, oh, we need to talk about it. And you'd, you'd quickly just check. Oh yeah. Check that, that the she's call, still not there. Oh, just ab- check that the call's been hung up. Absolutely. Yeah. Do not want to get caught bitching on an open line about Lisa Scott Lee. <laughs> so, he scuttles over to Nicola's desk, doesn't he? And again, this is a real moment where he, in my in my mind, he's going to Nicola for help. Yeah, completely. actually. And Nicola's just sitting there very nonchalant, <laughs> and they're talking about it. And Nicola says, well, Lisa either wants the record to come out or she doesn't. And it's kind of <laughs> like, yeah, fair enough. Yeah. And then meanwhile, Nathan is speaking to Lisa, and Nathan quite rightly says, well, the record company putting the money up, so... Yeah, kind of have to do what they want. They kind of... And also, I don't want to get into the whole thing of like, oh, artists' rights and don't yeah. tell a woman what to do or anything, which is obviously incredibly important. But Lisa, like clearly a month ago, trotted into the office with the song Electric and said, yeah. I want to do it. Yeah. And she's recorded the song. They're not forcing something on well, her. And also, as keep, she keeps pointing out, they have, you know, what, like an hour left to release the song or whatever it is, whatever insane time pressure they're under. It's like, just, you know, it's never or now, Lisa. <gasps> Uh-oh. That's how they came up with it. Mm-hmm. Nick, Nick also says here that artists don't always know what's actually best for them. Do you know what I love about Nicola? I love her in the, all of these scenes. She's always just got like a pair of a really big, chunky pair of shades pushing her hair back <laughs> at the top of her head, doesn't she? Her vibe is... Do you know what her vibe is? Is Kelly Catrone. Yes, it's very no-nonsense Kelly Catrone. Like a, like a, a British-English Kelly Catrone. Yes, 100%. Including, including like her look, the, the all dressed in black. Yep, yep. 
So all this is going on, and then meanwhile, Lisa and Nath are talking again in the the, the maze of phone calls. <laughs> and Lisa says, "So, because Max has just said, you know, we've kind of got to decide, make this decision today, yeah. if we want to do this." And Lisa says to uh, to Nathan, "It's crazy. This it's absolutely crazy. I've never known anything like it. I'm like it's not that crazy." Yeah, and also, I think you have known a lot like it. I'm sure there was many conversations when you were in steps about songs and releasing and all kinds of things yeah so <laughs> i'd argue that you you know that's all you've ever known <laughs> lisa then gets to the center of the, the maze of phone calls and she calls max what, again what does she find in the center well you normally find a statue in the middle of a maze so okay <laughs> she finds a statue of nicola with her arms crossed yeah. just saying sunglasses pushed up on her head yeah just giving that look <laughs> yeah and on the plaque it says your single is electric <laughs> yes exactly <laughs> this is literally written in stone um so Lisa calls Max again. Now Max here, he's been kind of emboldened from his chat with Nicola <laughs> because he says that the decision needs to be made today, otherwise they won't get it into store. Oh yeah, I loved that. So, so basically, into a store. they physically won't get the CD singles printed up and delivered to to <laughs> Woolworths and our price. Yeah. So Max says quite firmly, "Yeah." So because of that, we're going to go with electric. And Lisa's like, "Okay, thanks, thanks for that. Bye." And then she calls. Oh, God, this is the saddest the saddest call of all, isn't it? You tell me. Who's she calling? She calls up Johnny, and he's on a cross trainer in the gym. Yeah, on that elliptical. <laughs> oh, they call it an elliptical here, don't they? It's oh, do they, do they call it a cross, cross tra- trainer? Cross trainer, yeah. Oh, okay. God, I've... <laughs> been, been here too long. Been here too long. What am I like? I don't know. It's what a sidewalk like? or it's a pavement. Oh, I'm going to be saying tomato, tomato next. We don't know which one's which. I mean, that's literally what our whole podcast we based it on. So let's, oh, yeah, uh, that's let's not let's rip not apart mock. our own concept. Let's not mock Anyway, okay. so she gives Johnny a call. He's on the cross-trader elliptical. And he's like, oh, hi, babe. Um, and she's like, oh, can, hi, uh, how are you? And he's like, oh, I can't really talk. I'm actually in the gym at the moment. And she goes, yeah, but can you stop for a second? Because this is really important. And he says, yes. And he just carries on. He's like, oh, she won't hear the wearing of the cross trader in the background. (laughs) (laughs) Doing his lackluster, lackluster cross trainer. Really doesn't, that's not doing much, is it? Also, I'm almost fascinated by people who work out. Maybe this is a very gay thing, but when I work out, I wear shorts and a vest top because I get hot and I sweat. He's wearing like a, he's indoors and wearing like a full on (laughs) tracksuit. It looks very heavy and sweaty. Straight people. They don't make any sense. I don't know. So yeah, he refuses to stop using the cross trainer. And then she just kind of says, oh, the record company wants to go with electric. I mean, he couldn't give two shits at this point, could he? he well, he, she's, Lisa's looking for her husband's like opinion and support. Yeah. And he basically says something very nothing. He's like, oh, well, that song's, that song's the song you're going to release and you'll yeah. sing it and it'll go somewhere <laughs> in the You really looked like you were having fun up there. Yeah. <laughs> Essentially is what he says to her, doesn't he? <laughs> yeah, he couldn't give two fucks. He's, he's got he's to finish that cross training so he can... Scoot around the, you know, chug, chug around the stage on a track. Is there a track in it? He's, he's still having. He's going to get off that cross trainer, <laughs> strap on those roller skates, and get to like I don't know the wherever he is on tour. Maybe he's in Liverpool now, like the Liverpool Regency Theatre, whatever. I don't know the matinee. She's kind of like, okay, fine, yeah, okay, and he does say, you know, it's a good, it is a good song. It's fine, whatever. Yeah. And then that's kind of it. Yeah. This one really ends with a whimper, doesn't it? Yeah. <laughs> Meanwhile, 
we get a shot of next time. Yes. I'm totally scholarly. What we got going on? Well, the main character of next episode is Cafe Nero. <laughs> <laughs> While Lisa and Andy have finally have their face-to-face confrontation about Andy's engagement and how it's hurt Lisa's feelings. Great. And they're sitting outside a Cafe Nero. Which, yeah. Now, you, you think you know which Cafe Nero it I is. I think it's the Cafe Nero um, at the end of Charlotte Street. So just not mm, too far okay. from the Charlotte Street Hotel. Now, is that a good Cafe Nero? It's, it's a, a good great one. one. It's a really good one. Good you one. can sit outside. Oh, it's got a good. couple of tables outside. Got, that's a good one. I wonder if also when they're at Cafe Nero, they got the stamps. Oh, yeah. Well, I can imagine Lisa. I feel like she's thrifty enough to have like a few rewards cards and all yeah. that kind of stuff, isn't I she? I those still exist, those Cafe Nero stamps. Or, or maybe they've gone digital. Probably. It's probably an app. It's an app. It's an app. Yeah. Okay, also coming up in next week's episode, we see Andy and Johnny just talking about showbiz while they're playing footy. We're just having a kickabout. Just a kickabout. Because playing footy would imply... A match, whereas oh, okay. a kickabout is just okay. a kickabout. You've got to keep me right with these sports, thank you. Well, you know how, <laughs> you know me, I have, I do play football. You do play football. <laughs> I've done it. I've done some, some faggy football faggy, here and there. Faggy football. <laughs> okay, so we also see Lisa in a recording studio, very tired. Now, I think previously she's just recorded demos of all the songs, so I think she's recording, like, the proper version of Electric. Okay, okay. I, you accepting I, that? Yeah, I... I Yes, I'm accepting it. Just. Okay, cool. Good. Approved. And she's also recording the video because there's a little shot of her with Tony being like, we've made the single, we've made the video, it's time to go, or something strange like yeah. that. She seems quite excited. Yeah. Like again. Which, do you know what she's doing? What she loves? She's we a haven't performer. Seen her, we haven't seen her that happy since the um, computer but, in the shopping center. Oh, she loved that. <laughs> loved that. At the end of this episode, episode four, we need to work out what we're calling this episode. Totally what? So I think that... I think Clown Sarah Mandy just gave it to us. I think this episode is just called Totally Sconly. Fuck. <laughs> That's really good. I thought I was going to win because I was going to say Totally Not OK Magazine. Oh, that's great. No, I think, I, think, I think we can give you your first win for that one. Oh, can we? Yeah. Okay. Because cool. I'm literally just stealing Sarah Mandy's joke. That's true. <laughs> right, actually, I, I'm a wordsmith and I really played around with it. Okay, let's wrap this up. As ever, thank you for listening. Um, you've got another episode of Totally Scott Lee next week. Yeah, episode You'll five. Have another episode of Your Welcome America next week as well. What a treat. It's all go. That'll be our Halloween special. <laughs> oh, oh my God. Shit, oh, God. Such a fright. I got a real fright. Get in touch on Instagram. <laughs> You're welcome, America. Get in touch on Twitter. Let's let's push past those 33 listeners. You're welcome, USA. Watch along on YouTube. You're totally welcome. Yeah, should we go and have a scone? I've got to be honest. I think that a lot of the time, they don't seem to like you. There's a lot of hard work, and there'll be... It's blood, sweat, and tears. I don't know, you know, if I suddenly get a guitar out, is, is it believable? 23. Well, that's really shit.